and Alana. And here's another episode of the Holiday Black and Yellow episode. Blasian edition. It's the holidays. Yeah, you're rocking this like stripey black and white thing. I like it. You know, like I'm just trying to be cuddly and snuggly. I, I feel like this tis the season for lounge where And I'm, I have Uggs. Yeah, Can't it's time to be comfortable. Uggs. It is. And sleep and get fat. Just kidding. Yes. Maybe drink a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like maybe like a week out from Christmas, people start to get sort of holiday aggressive status. Definitely. You know what I mean? Or That's... you're already thinking about it and it's not even like Christmas, but it's like December. You're already like. Oh, no. You know? That last week before Christmas, I really am living the season's greetings. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You said that. Because that saying has always been hokey as fuck to me. Season's greetings. What does that even mean? Like, is the season greeting you? Well, I feel like when it's. I think. I didn't research this, but this is just my feeling. Season's greetings, if we're talking about it in context of like near Christmas time, the season would be winter when all the crops are dying and food back in the day was like scarce mm-hmm. and I feel like season's greeting is like a bullshit thing that you would say to someone to, to like keep to products. like stay merry you know what I mean oh. like I'm hungry it's cold there's nothing to eat but season's greetings it's the holiday you know what I mean like <laughs> it's By always way, felt like that to me like I've never even thought about that word season's greetings it's two words actually that words <laughs> <laughs> and that brings me to say that Asian people just don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. The world feels like the world. Los Angeles feels like it shuts down. Yeah. Everyone leaves L.A. First of all, because L.A. is a melting pot. And so many people come out of anywhere to be in L.A. for work. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hollywood kind of shuts down. No one's casting. No yeah. one's filming. All the holiday commercials were shot in October. Right. Um, right. Anything that is, you know in production will stop because they yeah. take it seriously. The lots slow down considerably. Yeah. For sure. People go and enjoy uh, their family. And LA feels super empty. Yeah. Because LA isn't necessarily the most like wintry of wonderlands. Uh, you know what no. I mean? Like when we're you... having fires. Yeah. Like we're having fires in November. On like, Christmas here the sun is shining. And it's, it's a like sunny ass Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like this is not when you when you look up Christmas in the dictionary or winter wonderland, like it's not Los Angeles. Yeah. I have never had a white Christmas my entire life. I've seen snow. Me neither. I've been in snow. I've played in snow. I love snow. I've never had a white Christmas. We have palm trees and sun. Yeah, I did. I went to college in upstate New York, and oh. I, but I never stayed for Christmas. Oh, you left. You'd always come back home? I'd always come back home for Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I would always be there for fall. So oh. I'd always do, like, the autumnal activities that East Coasters yeah. do. I would see the leaves changing. I would do the apple picking and oh. the mulling of the cider, and I don't really remember what else <laughs> Nor'eastern people do, but those are the things that I liked to do. So those are the things that sort of stuck. I see. Um, but yeah, no white Christmases. I mean, I suppose if you are from California and you want a white Christmas, I suppose you could skedaddle on up to Mammoth. Big Bear. Big Bear. Yeah, Lake Tahoe. Does Lake Arrowhead get snow? I don't think uh, so. I know. I've never been to Lake Arrowhead. But I've, I've, I've been and done a couple family uh, gatherings up in Mammoth and Big Bear, and there's plenty of snow. Well, Big Bear also does a lot of artificial snow. Cause that's that's true. how they get most of their... Tourism in and all that stuff. I get it. Um, but yeah, Christmas will be sunny as usual. So what are you doing 
on Christmas? Um, generally, okay, so my entire life, we never celebrated Christmas. It was never a thing. Okay. We had holiday parties we went to. Like, my mom always had a friend that we'd go to and we'd just, like, have a feast. Okay. But it was never because of anything. It was just simply, well, everyone's having a feast, so let's have a feast. Let's throw a party. It was never because of Christ. Got it. Never because of, my mom never, ever, um, I didn't know or even care about Santa Claus. Uh-huh. That wasn't a thing. Um, even what? when you were a kid and you were seeing all the Santa commercials and stuff in stores and in the mall, was there ever a little a little bit of you that was like, Santa, I want to go sit on his lap? No. Okay. No. My right. mom from the get-go was like, he does not real. Yeah. yeah and I, I was think- like, and I was like, okay. Like, I even going to school, they started, I didn't, I went to a Christian preschool private preschool mm-hmm. and they taught us some stuff and pretty religious but my mom never enforced religion on us my grandma was a pastor oh um yeah Curveball. ironic right Her. hello <laughs> um but my dad i was never really like because that's my dad's side and my parents are split mm-hmm. i was never really involved and my mom never really involved us in her life got it so when i was young i just simply never celebrated Christmas, never was taught or bought into the story of Santa. I think it's really about the buying. Yeah. That's the, that's mom, the big part. No Tooth Fairy, no Santa. She, like, there's none of that. None of that white American nonsense. Mm-mm, because my mom wasn't very American. Got it. Back then. And that's just not her style. She doesn't believe in, like, fantasy fairy tales. They didn't teach that to a kid for them to be like, my tooth. You know? Yeah, I think minority kids, like, across the board, we're a lot more... Uh... It's not tough. It's just, like, here's the reality. Right. Like, learn it quick. And it's not, like... It's not putting anything down. Right. In the other cultures down. That's just how my mom raised it to us. And I'm all right with that. I'm okay with not being heartbroken that... I didn't, Santa is not Santa. No, oh no, definitely. I feel that. I think what I was more saying was like the myth of Santa, because we are talking about Christmas, like, I feel like white kids go a longer span of time believing in Santa and like the whimsy of Santa. Oh, Black kids, we got like 200 questions. (laughs) The minute we hear about this benevolent, fat, white, hairy man coming down a chimney that three-fourths of us don't own leaving gifts behind and just simply being compassionate because he's santa we are highly suspect yeah 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 i can imagine how how absurd it must feel young black children can talk we have more questions than you can answer (laughs) like that's what i mean when i when i talk about santa so what kind of questions did you have as a child why is Santa's handwriting and my mother's handwriting the same? <laughs> How come Santa never ate the cookies that I left for Santa, but the, but the sweet potato pie was always gone? Like, things like that were like, it, they didn't make sense to me. Yeah. It was the handwriting that I couldn't get over in my own personal household. Like, yeah. How come Santa's handwriting was like, my mom's like, I don't understand that. <laughs> and hilarious. God bless Maggie, because she like went all out with the gifts. Yeah. But, you know, like, she just, she didn't doctor the handwriting. Listen, Christmas is expensive for parents. And I'm sure my mom was like, I wrapped all these gifts. I fetched these I'm not about to change things. my entire handwriting. I'm not about to buy into this holiday any more than I have to. You're getting what you want. Now don't complain. Oh, my God. Sorry, you so were talking. Fun. So when you found out, no. So when you found out, you're fine. When you found out that Santa wasn't real, what was your reaction? 
Do you even remember? I don't remember what my reaction was. I couldn't have been that shocked. Yeah. Again, like, <laughs> fat, hairy, white man coming down a chimney we don't have? Like, I, I need more questions. <gasps> oh, Was yeah. the reindeer on the roof and none of the neighborhood dogs were uh, were woken up yeah, and shook? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. like, I don't think right, so. Right, 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 right. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't have much to say here, but, uh, you know, we don't celebrate it. We still don't celebrate it for the purposes that it was originated from, I guess, is what I'm going for. Got it. I feel like a lot of Asian Americans and a lot of Asians now do celebrate Christmas in lieu of celebration, in lieu of family. Got it. So it's, it, it has changed. Um, we've celebrated Christmas at my house these past two years because we've had... Um, you know, uh, family friends living with us. We've had my brother and my brother's girlfriend. We want to like do a little something. We want to exchange gifts. You know, Got it's it. not for Christ or Santa Claus. It's I get just that. because we love each other and we want to give each other presents. Do you? Get, That's how what it's become. Do you get frustrated that everything is closed on December twenty fifth? Because like I've often wondered that. Like, uh, because it's not a holiday that you celebrate, oh, but you're I still see. living in Los, in the world. Not you're still really. living in Los Angeles, and I'm, you would like a place to get coffee. And I'm sure there are people, only because I've always kind of been a, kind of a homebody. Mm, okay. Um, and when we do do, like, a, we do a massive feast, and the Chinese markets are open. Are they? Yeah. Oh. Chinese markets don't close on Christmas. And Chinese restaurants are open. And Chinese restaurants Because Jewish open. people are always there eating. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that to be like... Well, yeah, in Beverly flip. Hills, that's what happens. All the Jewish people go and eat at the Chinese restaurants. Yeah, my friend Garrett, I think his family does something similar. Shout out to Garrett. I think yeah. he's listening. Yeah. But yeah, I have often wondered... Yeah. So for that. us, it's not a big deal because, well, if we need tofu, we'll go get it at the Chinese market okay. because it's open. Got it. Okay, cool. And we'll usually do like hot pot or like something easy and Asian. Like, I wonder there's if there's no... a spike in sales at Asian restaurants and grocery stores on that ah, day because everything is closed. Yes. Like, I'd be interested to know those yes. numbers. And I'm sure there are some non-Asian people that are like, man, we don't want to do like, I don't want to cook. I don't want to do a Christmas feast. Let's go have Chinese food. I've you definitely know? picked up some drunken chow mein late night on Christmas <laughs> because it's open. And, yeah. I, and you know, like Southern food is great. But after a day of Southern food, I want something. Yeah, you're heavy. You yeah. Heavy. I want something light yeah. and, and covered Fast. in soy sauce. Yeah. A river of soy sauce. I'm sorry. I'm, I know. I know. In I, your chow mein? I know. Yes. I know. Don't give me that judgmental look. Okay, I already right. know. I know look you and her. various <laughs> listeners are thinking right now. I'll let now. it be. I'll let it be. In, I get in, it. In holiday spirit, it. you deserve your river of soy sauce. I'm a black American. I'd put a lot of soy sauce on my Chinese food, and I know that you no would bueno. judge me and go, ugh, I'm ill. Like, what are you doing? There's already soy sauce in <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> don't even put more soy sauce. I'm drunken, drunken, drunken chow mein noodles. All right. Christmas. Well, as long as you're drunk, it's okay. <laughs> you have to be drunk every time you eat Chinese food. <laughs> so, okay, do you you celebrate? So I celebrate Christmas and I celebrate Kwanzaa. Double whammy. Yeah, on the same. So what is, in, educate me. Educate okay. me. So there's two things that I, before we get to Kwanzaa, there's two things that I notice around Christmas. Thing one is white people really believe in the lore of Santa Claus. Black people, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm. That's what our holiday, like for us, that's what Christmas yeah, is about. Because black people are also very religious. Religious. And, and a Lord lot of us are conservative. Yeah. Right. And, and one could argue, well, Santa Claus in a lot of ways is a incarnation of Jesus. Uh-huh. In the sense that 
Santa Claus sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Jesus is the same way. Mm, yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. So it feels. Similarities. Yeah. But it almost feels like Santa's like the the atheist. Like if you don't want to believe in a, a a holiday filled with God and Jesus and the manger and the magi, believe in Santa Claus. Okay. Like, so it's always, it was always an interesting split for me around Christmas time. Like I never knew what was what to believe yeah as a child yeah 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 because my own personal family celebration would be very religious midnight mm. mass was, was the thing oh yeah midnight mass in the black community in the catholic church that is where you are midnight christmas Whoa. my white friends didn't really do that because again they believed in santa claus yeah. and saying you should be in your bed tucked away right. sleeping i think it's a very different time slash celebration of whether you are doing it because of the birth of Christ. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or if you're just, you know, more about Santa Claus and gifts and presents and, you know, praying and all that stuff. Very yeah, different. definitely. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, like, I feel like white people have a Christmas meal of some sort. We definitely. don't really do that. Like Christmas meal is essentially just Thanksgiving again without the turkey. Oh, really? Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, like, we don't have a Christmas dinner. What is dinner. a Christmas meal for, like, white people? I think it's a, a center. I think it's... Mashed potatoes. I almost want to say it's kind of like Thanksgiving. As I don't well. know. I've never had it. I see. But, I yeah, we don't have, like, essentially Christmas dinner for us is, like, Thanksgiving times, too. No turkey. Mm. Lots of mac and cheese. Okay. Whatever. The same. The same. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, however, the day after Christmas starts Kwanzaa. And Kwanzaa goes from December 26th all the way to January 1st. Whoa. Yeah, it's a, it's a seven-day holiday. Uh-huh. And um, so Kwanzaa has two different ways of spelling it. You can spell it K-W-A-N-Z-A-A or K-W-A-N-Z-A, just a single A. Um, both are correct. And Kwanzaa gets its name from the phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruits. So a traditional Kwanzaa tablescape would be either a red tablecloth or a green tablecloth with a black runner in the middle. On top of the runner would rest the canara, which is our candelabra generally made of wood. There's seven slots for seven candles, three green, three red, one black in the center, and you light a candle for each day. Okay. And each day is a different Kwanzaa principle. I see. And we'll get to that in one second. But just to give you just a little bit of background yeah, on like how Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa began, right. maybe busting some myths. So it was started by Milana Karanga. However, his government name is Ron Everett. He was born on July 14th, 1941. He is a cool 77 years old at the moment. He is a professor of Africana studies. He is an activist. He's an author. He was very active during the black uh, power movement. Very, very active. He created Kwanzaa, which is a Pan-African and African-American holiday. I feel like I have to. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have to spotlight that because right. generally when I tell people I celebrate Kwanzaa, it is thought of as, as like the black Christmas or a black version of Hanukkah. Oh. It is neither one of those things. Okay. And all are welcomed. It's not exclusively a black, black. holiday. I see what you mean. 
like whenever I would tell my white friends like happy Kwanzaa, I would get very strange looks Uh and the looks were almost as if to say, Uh, wrong holiday. Yeah. Like, why are you telling me? And like, yes, everyone can celebrate Kwanzaa. It's not just a black thing. It was just created by a black guy. It was created by a black man actually here in Southern California. He studied at Long Beach, at LA city college and UCLA. It's, Kwanzaa was not born out of Africa. I think I, a lot yeah, of people have. I have that misunderstanding. Yeah, that's not what it is. I see. At all. Um, he was active in the Black Power movement of the 60s and 70s. He co-founded the Black Nationalism and Social Change Organization with Hakeem Jamal. And he's got kind of an interesting past. He, um, while studying at UCLA, he was involved in activism and joined the Congress of Racial Equality. While in that, he had violent clashes with the Black Panther Party. And in 1971, he was convicted of felonious assault and false imprisonment. Wow. So he did go to, he like spent some time in prison. Yeah. Um, He was paroled in 1974 and he received his PhD shortly thereafter and then began his, his, uh, his studies his study or i guess his his teaching of uh-huh. academia so shout out to anyone that thinks that they can't like overcome to, adversity yeah. like homie went to prison and came out got a phd A-G. and was like fuck the world i'm about to spread african studies yeah that's amazing absolutely um so he his goal in creating kwanzaa was this it was to quote give blacks an alternative to the existing holiday and give blacks an opportunity to celebrate themselves and their history rather than simply imitate the practice of the dominant society that would be christmas say that again which part the whole thing he his goal was to give blacks an alternative to the existing holiday and give blacks an opportunity to celebrate themselves and their history mm. rather than simply imitate the practice of the dominant society. That's awesome. And essentially Kwanzaa is a celebration of your ancestral roots. I mean if we're going to boil it down to its uh, core, that is what it is. That's fascinating. I want to celebrate that now. It's actually it's a very fun holiday to celebrate so how do you celebrate it so the language of kwanzaa is swahili so you would start each day by saying habari gani so i would greet you by saying habari gani jackie and you would tell me what the news was because habari gani is what's the news in swahili so it's like saying what's up basically (laughs) got it you could actually say that in life you didn't have to be kwanzaa to say habari Uh, gani i see okay swahili is the language of kwanzaa because it's not uh specific to a a particular region of africa oh so swahili is more so it's it, it covers the broad exactly i see so it covers a lot of different bases got it and we essentially celebrate every day is a different kwanzaa principle or Ngoza Saba, which means the seven principles of African heritage. Hmm. So you've got Emoja, which is unity. Hmm. The meaning is to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kujishakalia, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create ourselves. Ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems Mm. and to solve them together. Umoja, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. That is a huge tenet in the black community, especially around this time of year. 
is to celebrate black owned businesses, celebrating black entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kwanzaa isn't necessarily a gift giving holiday. It's more celebration. It is more. I mean, there are some gifts. There's a day where you give a gift, but those gifts are generally not store bought. Oh, they're handmade. They are. And they have to do with the African heritage or Kwanzaa principles. So it seems like Kwanzaa is very much. It feels like even though it's pretty modern, 1941 from 1970 was when, you know, he was going through that journey. Right. 1966, I believe, is when he started it. But it does feel in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it does feel like the way he intended this to be, it seems like a very, like, old holiday. Because by they're not having gifts, by celebrating these virtues, by lighting the candle, it seems like a time... It would seem, if I didn't know the dates, it would seem like this was something that happened when there was no sun or, oh, or no electricity. No, do you know I what never I mean? thought about that actually, but I know what you're saying. You're saying the way that it seems like it's celebrated, it's from a t- like a, a a past time. Yeah, like when there was no electricity. Yeah, and you had to light candles, huh. and there were no gifts. A so very you had bare to, bone celebration. Yeah, so you had to go and you had to make, find a rock and carve it into this stone and stick a string in it and make your neck. You know, like you can't just go buy <laughs> a necklace. <laughs> yeah, like if there's something very. What's the feeling I'm trying to? What's the word that I'm trying to say? It's very uh, not old fashioned even because. You know, like rooted in history and tradition, more like um, celebrating tradition and culture, uh, which has nothing to do with money or gifts, which is something very seems very old. Like I know what you're saying. And then when you go and you hear that, oh yeah, he started it in the '60s, is like and that's oh, the big shock. Okay, yeah. exactly. Like hippie time. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, 1966, that was very much in the era of Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Which I guess then, I guess makes sense why this was developed in the 60s Mm -hmm. because that was something that was on his attention and it was purposely created for that reason. Definitely. Absolutely. It it definitely feels steeped in 60s Black Power movement. Right. Without a doubt. Uh, The next... Oh, God, sorry, my notes are running away from me. The next principle is NIA, or purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and development of our community in order to restore our peoples to their original greatness. Kaumba, creativity, to do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. And then the final one is Imani, faith, to believe with all our hearts and our people, our parents, our teachers, and our ancestors. That's beautiful. And so essentially every day, if you're celebrating Kwanzaa properly, I'm going to make that delineation because my family does an abridged version. You would wake up every morning, you would light the candle on the candelabra, and you would talk about each principle Uh in the order that I read them. And you would have a brief conversation with your family that lives with you or maybe your immediate family, just parents and kids, whatever, about how that principle impacts your life and how you plan to weave that principle into your life in the year to come. Mm. Things of So it's a talking holiday. It's like a talking, relating, um, calibrating the year that we've had as a family and as black people and where we are we plan to go from here i see okay cool like starting off focus focus on those parts of like us as humans but also let's focus on it because the new year is to come yeah and we want this to be we want to start off strong we want to start off strong and grounded as 
as a family, and as friends, whoever you are celebrating Kwanzaa with. Right. And is there any like dietary restrictions or no, no electricity? Like no. Jewish people. No. no like, I mean, no. electronics. Like, oh, nothing like that. It's nothing. It's not that, I guess, um, restrictive. I see. Not at all. So how does your family celebrate? So we generally pick a, a principle and we talk about that principle. So as opposed to celebrating it over seven days, because everyone is so spread out and everyone's got families and different schedules, we'll all talk about, via email chain, we'll all talk about uh, Modern day. a principle that we want to talk about, or we'll, we'll maybe suggest why a principle would be good to focus on and why. We generally relate it to what's happening in the world. Okay. I think last year it was Nia, which was purpose. And we all talked about our purpose in the world and our purpose to each other and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, Tends to change every year. And generally it's one of the younger kids that lights the candle because they're the most excited to like light the candle. Yeah, candle. Yeah, exactly. There's uh, seven candles. And as I said earlier, three green, three red, one black. The black one's in the center. It celebrates, the, it celebrates, it symbolizes the people. Mm. Green symbolizes the future. And red symbolizes the struggle. I see. So, and I guess if you're celebrating it traditionally, you keep the candle burning. I don't know many black people that just allow a candle to burn in their house unattended all day. Is there an order from green to black to... I know there's only one black. Black one is first. Oh, the black black one one is first. first. And then... And then I think it's however you You want to decide. I see. Yeah, but the black one is always the first. It's the center and it's essentially like who we are talking about because we're talking about us. Yeah. Um, There's a unity cup involved if you're celebrating it with the family you put a little bit of drink in the unity cup and everyone takes a sip and the last sip that's left behind is meant to be for the ancestors wow so yeah saving it for them yeah pretty much that's so cool here's the thing about kwanzaa (laughs) if i can be perfectly honest tell me be perfectly honest with me so oh wait before i get real with kwanzaa let me just say if you ever tell a black person Oh, Kwanzaa, that's just the black version of Hanukkah. May your heart explode inside your chest. Kwanzaa is not the black version of Hanukkah. Uh-huh, there are some uh-huh. similarities. I know that people think because we celebrated over a couple of days right. and there's lights and a, a candelabra involved, there's, it's similar. It's not. Hanukkah is eight days. Kwanzaa is seven days. Mm. Hanukkah, they light the menorah. We light the kinara. Mm. There's no gift exchange. I think there's a slight gift exchange. I'm not during sure ha- Hanukkah. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but they're not similar. And they both have their own independent histories. Yeah, which is the biggest thing. Like one's Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're not knocking I mean, off Jewish. Whether culture. or not the creator of this took inspiration from Hanukkah, I don't know. And who knows? Who knows? I, but they're definitely not the same. Right. <laughs> and you can celebrate Christmas and Kwanzaa. They're not mutually exclusive. Right. You right. can have yourself a merry little Christmas and a lit-ass Kwanzaa. So do you know any other black people that celebrate Kwanzaa specifically? Or... I was getting to that. Uh... So here's the thing about Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is not... Kwanzaa hasn't broken through to the mainstream. No, not at all. I never heard about it growing up. Right. Like, it hasn't broken through to the mainstream in the way that I think Christmas and Hanukkah have. Yeah. Or even, like, Chinese New Year. Like, I feel like... Yeah. Or Cinco de Mayo. Like, yeah. I think that those have broken like through cross more... cross-culture, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I am the only black family that I know that celebrates Kwanzaa because a lot of, like I said, like a lot of black people don't really celebrate Kwanzaa because when Kwanzaa started, it feels like, from what I've read, because I didn't have anyone to relate to on this, from the articles that I've read, the black people that started to celebrate Kwanzaa when they started to celebrate it had more of a glib feeling about it. Like, no one took it too uh, seriously, myself included. I see. Like, it's, my family's not from Africa. We're from Los Angeles, California, and New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, my grandmother wanted us to start celebrating it. I think I was 13. 13 or 14. I see. So it was your grandma. Yeah. It was at her, my paternal grandmother, it was at her um, request that we start celebrating it. I think it's because she felt like us grandkids were getting away from our roots and our heritage. Hmm, I can see that. And so she wanted us to start celebrating Kwanzaa as a way to get back to that. Uh-huh. And so we did, but no one ever took it like super seriously. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier in the episode, Kwanzaa felt very 1960s, 1970s black pride. You, there was a lot of black nationalism in the air, a lot of African pride in the air, uh-huh, uh-huh. a lot of pan-African ideals floating around. So it made sense in all of this black is beautiful, back to black, say it loud. It made sense that there needed to be a holiday to, com- to celebrate yeah, us. Yeah. Like, that makes a lot of sense. But by the 90s, it kind of became commercialized. And Meaning. if you, like, McDonald's had a Kwanzaa commercial. Walmart was selling Kwanzaa um, gifts. I put gifts in a loose, in, in loose uh, quotes because... I don't, there's no Kwanzaa gift if it's not coming from the household of a black oh, family. And if it's, mean. or if it's not a gift specifically right, right. about like or pertaining I to see. Kwanzaa. Actually, there's a great article about it. It's called The Trouble with Kwanzaa and it's on the root. And it's by Erin Evans. And she actually puts it really perfectly. She said, Multiculturalism in mainstream institutions helped increase the visibility and awareness of Kwanzaa. But then came the Kwanzaa kitsch. McDonald's had a Kwanzaa commercial. Hallmark's mahogany line had greeting cards. Kmart and Walmart started selling Kwanzaa gifts, cards, and wrapping paper. The Kwanzaa stamp came along in 1997. There were Kwanzaa celebration pop-up books, cartoon shows on Disney and Nickelodeon, had their obligatory Kwanzaa episode where the black character had to explain to the white ones what this seven-day ceremony was all about. Oh, boy. All the attention perhaps turned a good thing bad. It just got jumbled into all the other holidays that dominate in December. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa, anyone? (laughs) And, and and she has a point there. Like, yeah. when my family started to celebrate Kwanzaa, the only knowledge of Kwanzaa that I had was exactly the examples that she was pulling from. Mm. Like, I feel like I saw, you know, Kwanzaa on Sister Sister or I Smart see. Guy or something like that. But it, it didn't, see. because it wasn't rooted in my family heritage and tradition. Yeah. It always was hard to take seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Furthermore... Just because for seven days I say some words in Swahili and wear some kente cloth, that doesn't mean that I am any blacker than I was before Before. this holiday. Right. I feel tremendously black 
recording this podcast. Yeah. I feel blacker recording this podcast than I ever have right. celebrating Kwanzaa because Kwanzaa is just not part of the, it's not part of my black fiber, if that makes mm. any sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, especially now knowing when he actually did start this, mm -hmm. you know, because if your parents had really made it a tradition, right, then you would have made a tradition and your kids would have then, you know, that feeling that you have of celebrating your ancestors, celebrating your blackness might really be felt or met, um, you know, by your kids instead. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes perfect sense. Do you know anyone else that celebrates Kwanzaa? Like personally, in your I think life, I work with one voiceover actor who him and his wife celebrate Kwanzaa, mm. but his wife is from Africa and speaks oh, fluent Swahili. I see. And her her version of blackness and mine are very different mm. because we we ha we we have two very different black stories. Yeah, and your your culture is completely different in that sense. Yeah, where she's speaks Swahili and comes from Africa. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I, and I'm not knocking Kwanzaa because my family will continue to do it every year. I will continue. In lieu of your grandma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll continue to get my cute Kwanzaa outfit because if there's anything I love to do <laughs> to prep for Kwanzaa, it is to go to the Afrikaans so stores in Lamert Park and like get a fly outfit together, uh. honey, rock that <laughs> kente cloth because it's super fun. I like the fashion yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I that makes that's cur I'm curious then how many other possible people feel like you where it was sort of adopted by grandparents or parents all of a sudden feeling like a lack of being connected to their roots mm. and then kind of just like let's do it and then not really coming from maybe necessarily like culture or or education but just feeling like that's what they need to do to feel more connected to the roots, which is okay, too. Got it. But as a child, like you saying at 13, you don't, you're not giving it much thought. Yeah. You know? I also feel like the way that Kwanzaa is celebrated is maybe a little bit archaic, too. And that's what I mean. Because exactly I see I'm, what you're saying. Yeah. It's very, like, it feels like from the something 14, 15, 1600s yeah. or 1900s. Even, right. Possibly. That's probably better. More like a thousand years well because what blackness meant to my grandmother and what it meant to be black and and the struggle that a black woman faced back then it's different mm -hmm. and what it means to be black nowadays is yeah. different the struggles that we're going yeah. through are different totally. and so it just feels like the celebration of this holiday is may maybe needs an update exactly like you, i think the word you said perfect was archaic, archaic. Um, in the sense where it does feel a little outdated. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think people could make it their own way, you know, lighting the candles and talking about the virtues, but maybe doing something. I mean, it kind of reminded me of like how Asian people celebrate their ancestor. Okay. Which is to go to the temples, but there's Got like it. temples everywhere. Yeah. And it's open to the public and there's fires burning constantly and you go and you pray and you do everything there's that several different deities that you just you know go to and you and that's just that's you know buddhism mm -hmm. um so yeah i i can see how i can see possibly what he intended it to be mm -hmm. but like and he, i think for the time it was beautiful yeah and i think for the time he killed it yeah but i think for the older generation 
of, of African-Americans that are trying to impress upon a younger generation like me or younger, like yeah, it's this gonna be a little holiday. tough to sell. Yeah, and yeah. like it's it's hard to tell a, a kid at 13, like take this seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because I do think that the journey to blackness is so deeply personal and, mm-hmm. and not... There's no one way. Yeah, exactly. So do you guys celebrate Christmas and Kwanzaa? How are the dates? Oh, the dates are right after Christmas, 26th. To, the, to January. Yeah, we generally do Christmas, and then we'll have a couple of days break. I and see. probably do Kwanzaa that weekend. I see. Okay. You know, just to give people time yeah. to sort of recoup and whatever. And yeah, so it's not like back to back to back to back. I see. So when you guys do Christmas now, is it most of your family goes and goes to church and... So my parents still go. Yes, most of my family, I guess, still does go to church. My parents mm-hmm. definitely still go to church. Okay. I don't do midnight mass. <laughs> You a sleep at midnight, girl. I am I'm out cold. Yep. I don't do midnight mass. I'm sorry, guys. I, you know, old JC and I up there have our own relationship. <laughs> um, but yes, a lot of them still do midnight mass. We do Christmas breakfast. There's lots of Aww. Christmas music. There's a lot of Jesus in the air. Because again, see. like, that's that. We always get a new Bible from my Aunt Charmaine. Always. Mine is so pretty. It's red and it's suede and it's got like a floral mm. pattern on it. Um, but that's pretty standard. Like a new Bible to ring in the new year is very standard in black Catholic households. Wow. Yeah. It's like big business shopping. Wow. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's intense. I don't necessarily want to own up to the, the amount of times I've cracked it open this year. Because <laughs> um, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> but it's good to have. Yeah. 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 Especially <laughs> it's part of your family. Yeah. I do feel like I'm carrying my family around a little bit when I have my Bible on me. Yeah. Um. Which is not very often. Which is just not. You know, it's Obviously. not often. I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Don't judge me. <laughs> I ain't judging. I don't. I don't even. What? What Bible? <laughs> but all that said, like no shade to to those. Yeah, of course. Kwanzaa and, and do and your feel thing. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yeah. Christmas celebrated the way you want to celebrate it. It's true. You know, um, it'll be sunny. So you can enjoy some of the sun It'll while you're at it. So, so sunny. I'm excited. I always get excited for Christmas music. I love Christmas music. I do too. But, but I don't like it the whole month like most people do. I could get, oh, see, I can have it every single day. Every nonstop. single day? Yeah, but it has to be the right kind of Christmas music because not all Christmas music is created equal. Yeah, 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 yeah. White people have Christmas carols. I don't know who Carol is or why they're naming all their songs after her. But we have Christmas songs. Oh. It is not Christmas in the black house. I always thought like Christmas Carol was like you sing with other people, like you go caroling. Like that's a that's a But thing. does that still happen? Do people actually go caroling? Yeah. People still carol. Okay, well they ain't singing black Christmas songs. No. I'm because sure. if if I don't Black hear... people put soul into everything. Ooh. They take Christmas Christmas anything really to a whole nother level. If I don't hear the silent if I don't hear silent not by the temptations, yeah. it's not Christmas. Or like a Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey, like if I don't hear the Jackson Five Christmas album, <laughs> yo shit is bogus. <laughs> I want to hear little Michael talking to me about how he saw Mama kissing yeah. Santa Claus. You guys do take it up at a whole nother level. Black Houston's music is like it will save your life. Yeah, yeah, it really will, guys. Nat King Cole, Donny Hathaway, mm. like y'all ain't ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
white Christmas music. I can't. Like, I, I don't. I do like I oldies. Like, I like Frank Sinatra. Like, I like the Ginger Rogers. Like, I like old, 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 like, Christmas because it, it's got that, like, old feeling, which goes good with, like, the cold and, like, just, got it. you know, I do enjoy, like, old, 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 like, Yeah, Christmas. see, like, the Bing Crosby songs never really, like, nice shook well. my core. Mm. Just, I don't know. Like, yeah. they just never did it for me. I guess. Interesting. I just need to, I need some good soul yeah, to really yeah, get yeah, me yeah, moving. Yeah. If Amy going. Winehouse had released a Christmas album, my oh, God, that would have been lonely. the truth. I know. Poor, poor soul. Rest I know. R.I.P. Amy. But hey, we hope that all of you guys have an amazing holiday. Yes. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Christmas your... Hanukkah. Yeah, Christmas Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. I we might have missed something else. We can't remember all it's of them. It's okay. Happy to all of all the things. Yeah. And all the things all, and all the people. All the muzzes and the <laughs> on us. Um, we wish you a happy Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. All of it. And um, we have a really cool, awesome New Year's resolution episode coming we up. We do. Y'all. We've got some good 2019 plans. Yeah. Hang we're, around, we're really stick excited. with us. Exactly. And um, just enjoy the family and uh, one love. Stay woke, you guys. Yeah, if you if you can't enjoy the family, you can always pop your headphones in and listen oh, to yeah. us. If you don't want to listen to your family, it's true. Listen to us over here. <laughs> this episode was produced by Christian Humes over at Zeitheist. I am Alana Webster at Renegade of Fun. I'm Jacqueline Chung Young on the Instagram. The Instagram. Oh my god, I'm so old. We also have an Instagram handle on the Instagram. <laughs> Black and Yellow Podcast. <laughs> also find us on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe, listen, comment, rate, all of that good stuff. All that good stuff. We'll see you next week for another titillating show. Ooh, la la. Ooh, Bougie bye, mouth. <laughs>